buck, 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 Yes, yes, welcome to Buckaroo Holiday. I'm Sport Murphy. It's been a while, right? Yeah. Well, those of you who listened to the 4th of July show, I think I might have mentioned that things were a little tricky at that time in our lives, and uh, they've only gotten worse. It's been a horrible month, horrible, stressful, depressing, insanely expensive. Uh, I'm not going to detail all this. The only reason I'm bringing it up is because loyal listeners, uh, both of you, are probably wondering what happened and why I haven't been more active with this. I apologize for that been unavoidable but here i am for the 60th show 60 shows that amazing i know the number's off it might be 61 who knows you know things uh, change and you don't keep track and what are you gonna do you know but let's say 60 shows plus the patreon shows all those and here on the pod bean i don't know how much longer we're gonna go i can just do this show there but anyway we're still here for now for the remainder of the summer And on this one, I'm going to try to make up for the lapse in time with an extra good show for you. And it should be. We have the second installment of Willie's Plastic Waffle. And, uh, I don't know, I might let the show run a little longer today. And, uh, you know, you can listen to it in two parts if you want, three parts. You can subdivide it any way you like, but I'll give you more. Give you more of what you're here for. And uh, just to get things rolling and to shut me up. I'm going to start with a song, uh, the title of which applies to the way my prayers and wishes tend to turn these days. It's called Make the Madness Stop. It's a classic of your sunshine pop, groovy square, (laughs) nerdball vocal groove, whatever you want to call it. It's um, the free design.
You're sitting where the fun is. You're tuned to the sound of sport. Gonna Never Have to Die is the idiosyncratic title of that song by Guided by Voices from their classic album Half Smiles of the Decomposed. You also heard Prelude and Yodel by Penguin Cafe Orchestra after the free design which I told you about before. Trying to split the difference now between announcing things before and after. I don't think it's always necessary to announce things before, but I see the point of it. You know, people know what to listen for and everything, but I don't think there's anything I needed to point out in terms of Penguin Cafe Orchestra or Guided by Voices. You know, you know, this is what they do, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, but on these upcoming selections, I think a lot of uh, preferatory commentary might be in order, you know what I'm saying. So despite everything that we've been dealing with here in this house, uh, it is summer. I can tell because it's hot, and <laughs> I'm not having any summer fun. So I'm going to do a little set here uh, pertaining to summer. Maybe it'll goose the gods to uh, bring a little summer fun our way. First song in this set will be On a Summer Trail, which is a song I got off a compilation called Alone and Unreal. Alone and Unreal being, I assume, a Sid Barrett lyrical reference, which I appreciate, by a band called The Clientele, band out of London. They've been around for, I guess, about 20 years, and uh, very nice stuff. They do some good tunes. And after On a Summer Trail by The Clientele, we're going to hear something from another English performer, very different type. This is Marion McPartland, the great jazz pianist and composer. And radio host, actually. She had a terrific show called Piano Jazz. This is a piece that she composed, I believe, called Summer Song. And then I'm going to play, believe it or not, Goldie Horn from an album she did in the early 70s. And I don't really know much about this album. I mainly am going here because of this song. It's called Cloudy Summer Afternoon, written by a kind of a folk performer called Travis Edmondson. Had a duet called Bud and Travis, recorded it in the early '60s, I guess. But it was a, it was a kind of a hit. I don't know how big a hit it was, but it was a radio hit for Barry Maguire, who did Eve of Destruction, and it was also covered by a lot of these dippier kind of folk-leaning acts at the time, like the Serendipity Singers and uh, people like that. Now you know, to me, this should be sung by uh, Patience and Prudence. You know, you can't have everything you want in this world. And it turns out Patience and Prudence never recorded a version of this song. Which is too damn bad, because it's perfect for their kind of dippy approach. And it's a dippy song, you know, it's a dippy little song. It's a, But it's nice, it's a nice song. And here's Goldie Hawn singing it. I think she does a good job. I think it's a good recording. And, you know, Goldie Hawn makes me think of my brother, because he and I shared a great respect for, how do I put it, Goldie Hawn's ass. Really phenomenal. But I hope you enjoy the job she does on cloudy summer afternoon. Walk with me, my dark-eyed girl 
Only to Say Goodbye by La Cantina and Boz Town. It's from an album called Come From Outside, which is full of stuff like that. Has some guest singers and things on it, but it's all this sample-based kind of um, atmospheric stuff. Certainly worth a listen if you like that kind of thing. Now, let's see. I hope it's working today. I hope it's working. You know, my mind is in such a weird place. I hope the show is uh, pleasing you. I don't know. Just trying to do my best. We got one of my world-renowned, prize-winning, legendary concept sets coming up here. We have two songs in a row, both titled Windy and Warm. (laughs) What do you make of that, huh? Windy and Warm. And, uh, well, it is right now. I'm looking out the window, and... uh, I see, the tr- I see the leaves blowing around, and it sure is warm. I can't run an air conditioner in here when I'm doing this, because you'd hear that humming, and it would be, it would sully the, uh, the sonic uh, purity of the show, because, you know, you know how, uh, how audiophile this show is, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, uh, people, you know people use Buckaroo Holiday in stores to uh, demonstrate hi-fis. They do. You want to hear? You want to get the most out of this hi-fi system? Listen to this. And they put on Buckaroo Holiday. Swear to God. Swear to God. So windy and warm. We got two songs completely unrelated by that same title. And you know what? There's a whole lot of songs by this title. The Humble Bums did one. You've heard them before. I played them for you here before. Jerry Rafferty and Billy Connolly. And, um, you know, lots of people had this windy and warm. It's Maybe it's an expression I'm, I never heard of, you know. It seems just like a basic description of, you know, weather to me. But what do I know? Not much. That's what I know. But I'm going to tell you this. This much I do know. I'm going to play a song by Head, Hands, and Feet called Windy and Warm. Head, Hands, and Feet were a kind of a country rock band. Maybe sometimes proggy, sometimes a kind of hippie. Um, uncategorizable maybe is the best word which is also maybe the best kind of music right at any rate this particular piece is nice I think and it gets around it uh, covers a lot of musical territory then it's going to be followed by somebody you have heard of Chet Atkins the great country guitarist and producer and then just to stay true to the concept uh, halfway anyway I'm going to play Windy You know the song by The Association, but it's not their version. It's the demo of the song, done here by its composer, Ruth Ann Friedman, a fantastic songwriter, also a performer, but she dropped out of music pretty young, pretty early on, returning later on for a kind of a comeback. And I'll play more of her stuff in the future, but this is her take on Wendy. And to me, it's got more balls than The Association's version, which, you know, may not be saying much, right, but... uh, It's great. It's just, I think it's really great. So, a windy set, starting with head, hands, and feet.
<laughs> Dig that. Wendy was a guy, right? Who knew? But anyway, great work, Ruthann. Now, you know about the Windy City, right? That's, that's Chicago. There's also a band named Chicago. I was never a fan when they were actually having their hits back in the 70s and 80s. But I eventually came around to a lot of those songs from the 70s. Not so much for nostalgia. Although I guess it might have held a nostalgia for the time period, even though I wasn't a fan of the music at the time. You know how that works, you know? Anyway... My wife and I got tickets for my son, Miles, and us to come with a friend of his named Paul, who was in from Pasadena, California, to uh, see Chicago on tour with Brian Wilson. Brian Wilson, of course, being the main reason we wanted to go, if not the reason. They were playing at a place called Jones Beach, which is an outdoor amphitheater on the south shore of Long Island. Seen a lot of bands there. Seen Bob Dylan there and Neil Young and... I hadn't been there for years, but I remembered it as being a great place to see a show. I even saw Brian Wilson there. That was the last time I was there, baby, uh, when he did the Pet Sounds tour. And so we were all looking forward to it. Well, things have changed, you know. I think especially since the uh, China virus thing happened, all these venues and places seem to have lost any interest at all in giving you a good experience when you come to one of these places. You're treated like a potential criminal, like cattle, you know, it's, it's just a drag going to any of these places. Very officious, they're measuring my wife's handbag and arguing with each other about whether it was small enough to bring in for whatever reason. Then they look through it to make sure, I don't know, she didn't have booze or uh, recording equipment or a pistol, I don't know what. But anyway, it was a... Uh, an annoyance getting up to our seats, but there we were. I was sitting there drinking my $26 uh, Coco Loco drink, whatever the hell it was. It was I think it was a trace element of rum in it. And uh, Brian Wilson and his band came out. He came out in a walker, so that's kind of depressing, but time marches on, you know. But there he was, Brian Wilson. Well, they had these big screens. We were up in the nosebleeds, and they had these big screens on either side of the stage which had the same exact view that we had from up in the nosebleeds, and it never changed through the entire set. Miles pointed out that the people down in the lower levels would look at the screens and see a view worse than the one they had. <laughs> so, uh, what's up with that? And then we realized the sound was really screwed up. The vocal mix was erratic. The sonics were just weak. And it really hampered the show, and the audience was pretty sparse for Brian's set. First of all, Brian, Brian Wilson is on tour with Chicago, and it's billed when you get there as Chicago with special guest Brian Wilson, which is sort of like, you know, Herman's Hermits with special guest Beethoven, right? But that's how it goes. And apparently the crowd was a uh, Chicago crowd because when they came out, the place was filled with enthusiastic fans, so go figure. The point is that when Brian Wilson did his set, you know, he struggled through it. There were, there were some wonderful moments. Al Jardine was on stage and Blondie Chaplin, who seemed a little bit inebriated, but I could be wrong. Uh, they did a couple of wonderful songs, and you know, you can't fail with the Brian Wilson songbook. It's always going to be like one-eighth of what you wanted to hear, but it was all great. But then the intermission comes, and they show like a documentary film about Chicago. Documentary film about Chicago? Well, the in intermission, right? The intermission goes on forever and ever and ever. And we were about to leave. We're like, screw this. We were already mad about how they treated Brian Wilson. Well, then Chicago hits the stage, finally. Keytar in hand, Robert Lamb is. He's in a jumpsuit. He looks like a waxwork. 
and they play these new songs, right? Just what you want to hear. You know, the classic rock bands playing their new songs. I'm, you know, whatever. You, I, I get it. You know, what, what, you, you want to do that, but uh, please, you know. And it was some formless fucking bullshit, but really long, lots of jam, and we finally said, screw this. We were mad, you know, because the thing is, the sound system was suddenly pristine. And the screens were active. You know, here's a close-up of the bassist. Here's a close-up of the horn section. There's the drummer. There's. It was infuriating because obviously this was the opening act subversion routine. You know, you make the opening act look like shit, so you seem you seem better by comparison. But this is Brian Wilson. They did this too. So, um, you know, fuck you, you disrespectful Vegas posers, you think you're weather report but you're not you know they're jamming on these terrible terrible new songs we wound our way down to the parking lot as this shit continued and eventually got there and as we're getting to the car we hear the dim strains of a familiar song and it was one of their horrible ballads from the 80s so that, that sealed the deal right there god almighty i gotta say the boys were happy to hear heroes and villains and a couple of the other songs but uh, yeah, I, I wish it had been a better experience for them because I've seen Brian a number of times and it's always been a great show. The band was amazing. But uh, anyway, time to move on with this show. Willie's Plastic Waffle is going to be coming up anytime soon. So I'm going to play some music and then when it's time for Willie's Plastic Waffle, we'll just alert you with some sort of signal so you can focus your attention on the uh, music, you know, and the... Uh, Stop your belt sanding or whatever you do while you listen to the show, and then you'll know, okay? A long, long time ago, I can still remember how that music used to make me smile. And I knew if I had my chance that I could make those people. Oh, sorry. Plastic waffle, plastic waffle, plastic waffle. Here we are with another appearance by Willie on Buckaroo Holiday. How are you doing? I'm doing so well now that we finally got to start doing this. Yeah. By the looks of it, from all the stuff that we found, there will be many more, and I'm so happy about that. You betcha. Yeah, it just is a great time. We've been doing this for all these years. I remember one memorable time. We went to the Salvation Army and uh, filled up a hand truck with albums, right? It was like about it was like a yeah, yeah. four and a half foot stack of albums. Yeah, yeah it was a start. We went up, <laughs> we went up to the counter with this. They, they, and had, I don't know how they even fig- estimated what it ended up costing a fortune, even at this cheap Salvation Army uh, record prices in the in the in the thick of the digital era when nobody even wanted the damn things. True, but, uh, so true. I don't know whether you did this, but I know with the ones that I picked up. I knew I'd probably never listen to most of them again after I played them the one time, so I just rolled tape, you know, and uh, would preserve the things that I thought were cool in case I never got to that record again, because you kind of forget you have them. Yeah, well, it gets to the point where you you need to do that. You, you have to train yourself to do that, because I found that with um, you know, all the records that I have. It's great to go through all the records and find all this great stuff, but if you don't think twice at the moment to go ahead and digitize it, yeah, it's going to be lost. So very interesting. Some uh, I found some uh, children's songs, which um, one in particular that really could fit on 
a Sid Barrett album like Madcap Laughs, for example. <laughs> okay. Very you have that? Here, I have it ready to go. Okay, let's do. You, what is this? What do we know this called? Or title or this name? This is called Up and Down. Uh, the artist, the artist is William Janiak or Janiak. Okay. Uh, once again, it's a, just a straight children's record. Cool. I'm falling down. I'm falling down. I'm close to the ground. See me sit down. I'm slowly getting up. Absolutely, Sid. Exactly is a dream. What yeah. exactly is a joke? And and well, you can't really say absolutely sonically, but something about the the level of the sonics also, because I think of the Madcap Laughs album, and you just have his guitar, the very nice, naked thing, nice yeah. sounding uh, sized room, mm-hmm. right? And that's what that was pretty much just a, a guitar and some kind of synthesizer, yeah, yeah? like some synthesizer. very uh, rudimentary synthesizer. But it's funny because if you heard that song and you didn't know it was from a children's record and you thought yes. it was like on some you know some indie artist, yes, it I would sound so. like so much more laden with meaning, than, you know, than just this sort of yeah. movement thing. I guess that he's that he's talking about. Yeah, that's you know? the great effect. It's, it's really <laughs> it's really I don't know fun and uh, so this this stuff is done by it's a children's record done by Hap Palmer. Which I think you probably are familiar with. Hap Palmer. Palmer, yeah. Well, the name's ringing a bell, but I don't. Uh... So check this out. Like just sort of, um, like pop psych. Okay. You know, happy pop psych. You know, and this, but this is a children's record. I love this song. Okay. Turn around, close your eyes. This could be like. 
Let's hide the tambourine. 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 Right, so you know, this could be on a on a collection with you know, like um, like the Sunshine Company. Sure, well, they're they're not even quite as psych. Yeah, they're a little more Sunshine Pop. Yeah, like um, the tambourine. Well, yeah, maybe uh, Harper's Bazaar. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hide the tambourine. 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 Tam tambourine. Turn around. Open your eyes. Look for the tambourine. Look for the tambourine. Look for the tambourine. It's got enough music to make it feel like it should be alongside other like pops like yeah yeah. Close your eyes. Let's hide the tambourine. Let's hide the tambourine. Let's hide the tambourine. You for missing too. Yeah. Hide the tambourine. Let's hide the tambourine. Let's hide the tambourine. Let's hide the tambourine. Tam tambourine. <laughs> wow. Um, is this is this one of them? Okay, now you hit me with something here, right? We're gonna we're gonna Ooh. about to hear a thing by a girl group called the Butterflies. Yes. The song that I I had heard a long time ago, but I haven't heard in a while. Oh, good. I'm glad. And, it's, uh, uh, yes, and was it 65? No, 64. 64. Yeah. On the Red Bird label. Right. Um, the great Red Red Bird label with the uh, Shangri Las, of course. Yep. And it's a feeling piece. Ellie Greenwich and Jeff Barry. I mean, Jesus, they, they were great. Good. I'm glad I found that one. Um, Look, because what was I telling you before? Arranged yeah. by Artie Butler. Artie Butler. Artie Butler. I met him at a party for a, a Brill Building book a friend of mine wrote. Perfect. And uh, Jesus, he was a master. Jim Allen turned right. me on to a record by a band called Wichita Fall. Thanks, Jim, again. Yeah, well, Jim is, you know, he's the encyclopedia, that dude. But he, he hit me with this Excellent. album called Wichita Fall, and it was a psychedelic band. And the songs weren't that, you know, like leaping out at you, like genius. They were good, but they'd be arrangements. And it was, it was, was Artie, Butler. Artie Butler. The guy was was killer. Oh, that's Worked great. Worked through so many eras uh, and, and always just like, one of these guys like Charlie Colello, really just... yeah. A master. Yeah, great to have as a common thread to look up references and connections. It's such an amazing arrangement. I mean, it has a lot of these uh, really cool little touches you hear in songs of that era, but they're all all in here. Like uh, like yeah. you were saying, the acoustic guitar. 
the acoustic guitar yeah musically it's it's interesting enough because it has changes in the in the verse which i really like a lot yeah and the effect of the track is really great because it's kind of really filled in and it's got that great b quality you know melded kind of sound fusion but the whole effect is just really really right in the sweet spot and like you say those touches like the, there's or, the little chime descent orchestral touches with that little chime in the chorus and then towards the end they stick vibes in there like a the vibraphone are sure to enjoy the vibes.
song here yeah what it's it's what is it it's what is it called it's called in a mist that's big spider back that's not leo arno that says right what here is it like a cover version it says right, it says right here leo arno in a mist well, now now we know what am i doing now arno <laughs> yes arno <laughs> that's what i always say i say yes arno well, that, that'll be the uh, name of our survey <laughs> yes arno <laughs> I'm gonna put get a button. I'm gonna get a button made, like a pin back, right on my shirt. Yes, Arno. <laughs> Tell everybody I'm a Leo Arno fan. <laughs> that would be good, actually. What else do we have here? Those who did would be Mimi and Richard Farina. Do we even want to listen to a Mimi and Richard Farina? Which song? Selection. I have two of them. One's called Another Country. Another one's called Michael Andrew and James. Michael Andrew and James is like a hard-hitting, you know. Um, Sort of protesty kind of yeah, fuck that shit. Kind of number. That's what I'm saying. Uh, in fact, skip, skip, Farina. What's this by the by the visitors? Hold the phone. Oh, I'm holding the. No, phone. not by the visitors. By A B Deme Deme. Oh, that's what this is about. This sounds um, sounds cat Southeast Asian. Sounds cat gut. Yeah. Yeah, it probably is because as I was going through that section in the international records, like that one piece that we recorded mm-hmm. earlier. But I like it. But it, yeah, it's funky. It's got you know, it's got an implied stomp to it that I uh, I can get with. Yeah, it's probably it might even be formally something. Money, get away. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> we gotta do that. Yes. <laughs> 
I wonder if we'll ever delve into the um, sort of prog connected but not completely um, like the progressive jazz fusiony proggy guys like Egg and stuff. Think anybody hey. would enjoy that? Why not? Yeah. The only thing that I think with uh, with that stuff is the same thing I think we do with jazz and classical yeah, stuff. Yeah. I try to keep the length. In, in some kind of digestible form. You actually hit the nail right on the head because what made me mention that was one of the next things I'm looking at on the list by Egg, and it's 8 minutes and 24 seconds. Yeah. But the thing about it, um, with a band like Egg, um, of course there's jazz influence in the music, but they have such cool approaches and... and I don't know. It's really interesting. Well, you know what? You have this segment on the show. Yeah. And, you know, it's a certain length. We're going to try to keep it within a certain parameter of of time. But, like, if you want to eat up all your real estate with with a fucking egg song, go go right ahead and, you know... Maybe make be, make your omelet. We could be uh, an egg song and a uh, Hatfield in the North song. Oh, you're gonna do this now? You're gonna like just See? just occupy the whole time with uh, with your prog plastic waffle. <laughs> it's your call. It's your call. You want to play some egg? Well, what do you got from egg? Hit me with egg. Well, this.
Bright Castle Hotel We spent our time avoiding skinheads and the lawn It was a freedom that we never felt before And now we're doing this
God, Jesus, is it that time already? Are we done with the Willie segment of the show? Believe it or not, I think that might be true, unfortunately. Oh, my or God. maybe fortunately. Oh my God. <laughs> he brings these uh, stacks of records. He's got this big box, this big box he brings. Can't help myself. There's so much more to come. Ugh. Comes, flies down on Ithaca Private. He flies down from Ithaca Private and lands in MacArthur Airport. Brings this over here, these boxes, these boxes of records. Whatever it takes. The guy, he he's, does, does this all for you. Whatever he does it, it for you. To, uh, do you appreciate it? To no. spread the music. Once again, let's toast uh, our yeah, buckaroos to... Uh, we, we must. To you, my friend, and to you, our listening audience, to our friends out there in, in digital uh, streaming uh, podcast land. And to sport. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs>
hope you enjoyed Willie's visit to this episode. He's real into this and is preparing all kinds of cool stuff for future shows. And those will continue on the Patreon if and probably when this show ends in September. I wonder what you Patreon people think. Do you think I should quit the Podbean? Does it matter to you? Is there any reason why I should stay on here? I don't know. Let me know. Anyway, what you heard there was, and let me uh, try to pronounce this name, Tomasz Stanko, T-O-M-A-S-Z-S-T-A-N-K-O. He was a trumpet player from Poland, kind of an avant-gardist, and he recorded that album, Free Electronic. That was the title track in 1986, in the 80s anyway. And I'm sure you recognized the Electric Light Orchestra with Living Thing. This is a record that I have always loved. I think it's a great pop record, and it's ingeniously constructed. If you ever sit down with a guitar and figure out the changes of it, it's really, really clever stuff, really nicely written. Also nicely written are the compositions of an American composer, Elena Ruer, my best attempt, R-U-E-H-R. She's a composer from Michigan, she studied with uh, William Bolcombe and Vincent Persichetti, and she shares with those composers um, an accessibility and a great sense of color in her writing. I think it's good stuff. You're going to hear something from her called Clay Flute. It's a movement from her string quartet, number three. After that, I'm going to play something by a band called Critters. Critters had a couple of hits back in the late 60s. One was Mr. Dyingly Sad. And the other one was a cover of Younger Girl by The Love and Spoonful. And they were, you know, kind of the cusp, sunshine pop, groovy square kind of act, you know, kind of like the Tokens or uh, Trade Winds, you know, that kind of thing. A lot of these bands that I think came up in the wake of the Four Seasons and the lead singer of The Critters wound up in the Four Seasons, Don Ciccone, or Ciccone, he handled the main lead vocal on their song, uh, December 1963, Oh What a Night. Big hit, big, big hit. But Don had left the Critters after their first few singles, and without him, they went on to do a couple of albums on Project 3 Records, which was Enoch Light's pop label. Enoch Light was the creator of the Provocative Percussion series, real innovator in audio. And he had some success with uh, Free Design, who you heard earlier, and so he expanded to include other pop acts. And they did these albums, uh, Touch and Go with the Critters was one of them. Kind of cool, groovy, square, pop psych things. This song kind of reminds me of Harry Nielsen. It's called A Moment of Being With You. And I do enjoy these moments of being with you. So much so, in fact, that I'm going to throw in a fourth song in this set. Four song set. Let's go. That's right. Special four song set. Four song set. Let's go. Strikes me now that I forgot to mention what the third song was. Forgot. To name the third song. Oi. There's this artist named Toco, and he lives in Italy, but he's from Brazil. And uh, he did an album called Memoria, which is a tribute to the sounds he grew up with in Rio. Back in the days of, uh, you know, all the great uh, samba and bossa nova music. And really terrific stuff. Mio Rio is uh, the song I'm going to play. And it really captures that era. But it's modern, it's contemporary, but it's 
filled with that flavor. If you like that kind of stuff, this is a good one. Toko. And I'm going to include a song by Ween. Now, I've played Ween once before, a number where they kind of imitated Thin Lizzy. And the thing with Ween is, I don't know if I mentioned it at the time, my friend Jay Spiro was always trying to get me into them. Um, I don't know if he was a big fan, but I know he wanted me to listen to their country album that they had recorded with all these country session men. And it was a pretty cool idea, but I just wasn't biting, you know. I associated them with their early records, which were kind of annoying, deliberately annoying. But only recently I've become aware of an album they did called The Mollusk, and I've been listening to it a lot. Strangely beautiful record. It still has a lot of this kind of comedic content, but it's a little more muted with that and a lot more musical. And apparently this album was a primary influence in the creation of SpongeBob SquarePants. So even if only for that, it's worthwhile. But I'm going to play a track from it. I'm not sure which one yet. I'm going to decide as we're going here. But uh, it's really a terrific album. And if you like the track you hear, I lead you towards The Mollusk by Ween. It's really unexpectedly strong stuff. Kind of um, prog-influenced in a weird way. Yeah, go figure. All right, so let's get to it. Elena Ruer with clay flute.
I could, I think I'd try to buy a rainbow and a blue sky and a bird to fill it with song. And then you know I'd fly, say goodbye to the ruins of an unsatisfied life that can never go on without love in some way. Meu rio, 
começa um novo dia de vida e de calor. Meu rio, meu rio, meu rio, meu
So that was the title track, as it turned out, from The Mollusk by Ween. Kind of hard to select a song from that one because uh, you want to get the idea of the album across. Uh, It's one of those ones that probably needs a couple of selections to get it across, so I might play another one. If not on this show, then on the next one. Because I have decided, I think, that I'm not going to go extra long on this show. I was going to, but I want to post it. Just a little while ago, I was talking to Jim Allen. He called up while I was working on this. And, you know, we get to talking, and, oh, Katie barred the door. We, we just started yapping. It just ate up the time, so i got to get this done. I gotta, if I'm going to post it tonight, and it's a couple of days late, I had hoped to do it sooner. Um, i got to get with it. i got to tell you about Jim Allen now. You, you, you know him. I mean, he's our friend. He's been on the show, and we refer to him. He's a writer, and he's really one of the good ones. He's been specializing in a lot of overlooked performers and a lot of overlooked aspects of known performers, and he's the kind of guy who heps you to things you didn't know about. I recommend you look at some of the pieces he's written for youdiscovermusic.com. That's one word, the letter U, and then the word discover, and then the word music, all one word, youdiscovermusic.com. He's just got one now... uh, Let's see, recent ones. He did one about Jimmy Buffett in his early years, before he was kind of the parrot head, you know, beachcomber type. Um, Really, really great little examination of Jimmy Buffett's overlooked early years. Then he did another one of the seldom-recognized connection between Prague and punk, and that's a great thing to read. And these are the kind of conversations we have whenever we talk. Today we were talking about uh, Tom Wilson, the record producer. So Jim's great. I suggest you read some of his stuff over there and you discover music and you'll discover some music. I also want to take this opportunity to talk about my friends, the Head Peddlers, Carl and Elizabeth. I know we all dug their songs on that surf special. Well, their album is available. It's on Bandcamp. So go there and look for the Head Peddlers at bandcamp.com. And look for their record, Big Mohair Sweater. It's really great. And if you're in New York, they're having a record release party on August 14th at this place called Hecate. It's on Avenue B between 10th and 11th. And weather depending, it'll either be inside or outside that place. But they're the best. And uh, they're a big sensation in Australia now, yeah. You heard it here first, but they right now they're sweeping the antipodes with their rockin' sounds. So, congratulations to Carl and Elizabeth. And uh, go check them out on Bandcamp. They're great. I'll also mention that a good friend of mine named Gus Bodenheim has been continuing to do his weekly contributions to Irwin Chusid's show on WFMU. That's on Fridays. WFMU.org. From, I think it's from noon to three, the show. But, uh... Yeah, Gus does his spots there, and uh, I like to think of myself as his uh, mentor. Now, I see that the show is closing up on the two-hour mark, and I will end it there, like I said. But I had some things in mind that I was going to do for the extended show, so I'm going to do a supplemental show, I think. Some kind of a... Uh, maybe a shorty. I don't know. Maybe it'll be just be on the Patreon. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it yet, but I want to do that very shortly. There's also a couple of specials that have been standing in abeyance on the Patreon that are coming right up. I mean, you know, it is summertime and you know, you have any backyard barbecues, you're going to the beach, 
You want to have your buckaroo options. I want to provide them to you. I don't want to let you down. It's been a rough month. Let's make it a good August. All right? That's my goal. Good August. Great August. The, the, an August to remember. For the right reasons, though. Not for the... You know what I'm saying. Meanwhile, I got to describe some of the music that's still coming up on this show. So let me get right to that. Remember the Bangles? Well, that album, Different Light, was a big, big hit. You know, Walk Like an Egyptian and uh, Manic Monday and all those hits. And a lot of people didn't like it because it was a slick version of the Bangles. Before that, they were more of a uh, kind of Paisley Underground L.A. rock group. They did a lot of uh, 60s-tinged new wave type of stuff, you know, and they were uh, adorable, you know. But that was their big mainstream opportunity, and they took it, and they did well. And I I think it was actually a really good album. I thought it was a very entertaining album. God knows those songs are overplayed, but this one isn't. It was by my favorite bangle. You know, now this is the 80s, you know, so everybody had their favorite member of the, of a girl group, right? My favorite uh, go-go was Charlotte Caffey. My favorite bangle was Michael Steele, the bass player, I guess. And this is a song she wrote, and it really stands apart from the rest of that album. It's very moody and um, downbeat and has this jazzy feel to it that I've always loved. It's called Following. Then after that, it's a piece called Au Jardin des Bêtes Sauvages, right? As close as I'm going to get, but it basically means uh, at the zoo, right? by a composer named Pierre Vellons, and that would say pseudonym for a guy named Pierre-Edouard Leon Rousseau. He was a composer who lived in the early half of the 20th century and did these very light, pleasant pieces. This is scored for a quartet of saxophones, and Au Jardin de Bête Sauvage is a series of pieces, almost like Carnival of the Animals, where each piece is a different animal. And I forget which animal this is, you know? I don't know. But you'll like it. It's nice. And then we're going to shift gears. Kind of in the girl group vein. R&B girl group vein. This is a song called Whoa, Whoa, I Love Him So. <laughs> it's done by an artist named Nikki Blue. B-L-U. And it was produced by Chubby Checker. But the thing, on the, on the sleeve of this record, it says that uh, she's a member of the Orlans. And I don't remember her as a member of the Orlans. Might have been a post-hits version of that band. Because they did, you know, Don't Hang Up and uh, South Street. I think they did. That's where the hippies meet. Yeah. Anyway, Orlans were great. And this is a great record. This is one of those records that I probably would never have heard about except for the Northern Soul circuit in England. These were all these fanatics for R&B, um, early 60s soul stuff. to get together in dance clubs all over England. This has been going on for decades. And they just dance to these old 45s. And, you know, it's a point of pride to find these the most obscure, badass rhythm and blues record to bring to these all-night dances. And uh, there was a long period of time where if I wanted to have some great old Garnet and Mims records and stuff like that, the only way you could get them was on compilations of Northern Soul hits. So you'd buy them as imports because you couldn't get, you know, some of this stuff, uh, Lee Dorsey, whatever, you know. And so that's kind of why this one here came to light again, because of those fanatics, and I thank them. So we'll get to Nikki Blue in a minute, but first, here's your bangles following.
think I'm crazy or something Always following you around You say I'm a hopeless case Running obsession into the ground You call me a loser You call me a shadow and fool You look over your shoulder And you say I'm haunting you Why do you call me? Why do you look for me? And why do your eyes follow me the way they do? You hold me responsible. Yes, so I stand accused. Causing all the trouble after high school Between him and you Yeah, you call me a loser You call me a shadow and fool But I was a good girl Yeah, till you taught me what it means to be true
knowledgeable one, sport. I, th I think it was great of Pam's to create these jingles for me, these little announcements here, but uh, knowledgeable one? Oh, yeah. well, I do know one thing. That's the end of the show. <laughs> I guess I'll stick another song in here to go out, because this is, you know, customary. You know, what will it be? I don't know yet, but uh, in the meantime, thanks for being patient through the long drought. I know you have your own lives to live, but uh, there is that nagging, yearning feeling when there isn't a fresh buckaroo holiday to relax with. I know, I know. If, uh, you know I've been negligent in my responsibility. I've been derelict in my duties. But I'm telling you, if you had any idea what life has been like around here this past month... Jesus Christ. In fact, you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to go out on? I'm going to sort of self-comfort here. You know, I'm going I'm to play something to encourage me. And by extension, any of you who are undergoing traumas and challenges, disappointments, I want us to collectively rise like a phoenix this coming month of August. And I'm going to play a song that expresses a similar thought, and some of you may not like it, but some of you will like it very much. But it goes out with love to all of you. Love and faith and hope and gratitude for your spending your time with me here on Buckaroo Holiday. And I'll see you again very soon. Excelsior.
heart falls together again When the demon is at your door In the morning it won't be there 